0: Welcome back. Here is part two with Jamana Rafi. And again, please excuse the audio quality. We were driving in the car one day. I was taking him to see my parents in Florida. I was stationed in South Carolina. His dad was stationed in Virginia. I had him for the summer. We're driving along uh, 95 South on the way to Florida and little eight-year-old Jordan in the backseat of my car says, I know what happened, mom. I turn off the radio. I look in the rearview mirror. What do you mean, sweetie? I know what happened with you and Dad, and I'm like, oh. And in my head, I'm like, this should be good. And I just try to keep the stone face, you know, don't get emotional, don't break down in front of your kids. I'm just driving, and I'm like, okay, what, what, what happened? What do you think happened between Dad and I? And he said three words that still just um, are very strong inside my heart. He says, "You left us."
1: Wow. What did you say?
0: With all of the strength I had not to break down, (laughs) I said to him, oh, sweetie, that's not actually how it went. And when you get bigger and you can understand, I will explain it to you. But you can ask me anything you want any time. And I have always been extremely transparent with him over the years, whether, you know, and I knew as a boy, he's going to ask his dad, like, where is mom? So like, yeah, what happens yeah. at some point? Yeah. Um, and that's the answer that he was given. And that's what he repeated back to me. And over time, he's learned and I've explained here and there, like, I, I got orders and I had to go somewhere else. And yeah, it did it, 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 that, that deployment Broke our marriage, so to speak, because it was hard for him. It was hard for me. It was too much. I felt like, yeah. Yeah. I gave him the brief version, the brief unemotional version over the years, pieces and pieces. And I've always told him, and I know one day we're going to sit at a bar and have a beer together. And he's going to be like, Mom. So I'm ready for that anytime. And he knows that. And over the years, he has asked questions here and there. And I've been completely honest with him. And if I started dating someone else after the fact, you know, I, I told him, Hey, I'm dating somebody or. Mm-hmm. whatever the situation. I've always been super, super transparent with him. It helps that my child is an old soul. Yeah. And so I didn't feel like I was talking to this little boy and trying yeah. to break things down to him. Every time I hung out with him, spent the summer with him, spring breaks, whatever time we had together, I literally felt like I was hanging out with some guy
1: yeah,
0: and he's trapped in a little boy's body. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so whenever I would say things to him, he looked like he would just get it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It helped that he was an old soul. And, and I, when I told him, we'll talk about this Another time or later, when you can understand more, I felt like he
1: just understood that, and he would look like okay, satisfied with that, with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I asked you about um, whether your experience of serving in the military at the expense of being physically present with your child was ever looked at as as an honorable sacrifice. If you're acknowledged for this, and you said no, it was the opposite, which. It is crazy when we, if we stop to think about how often we we praise dads who are doing the exact same thing. Um, when, because during our pre interview, um, I just thought, well, okay, yet yeah, the subject that we're going to be talking about is terrible and it's emotional and it's literally ripping my heart and in, into, in, in but uh, surely you got like, wow, like, Thank you for serving. Like, this was a huge sacrifice. Thank you for serving our, like, surely there was some acknowledgement, but, but no. So, so yeah. if I'm standing alone at a gas pump
0: in uniform, it's, oh, hey, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. If it's someone who knows that I deployed and my son doesn't live with me, there is no thank you in that. There was no honor in that. There was what happened? What did you do wrong? What's wrong with you? Whether it was in uniform, out of uniform, military people, civilian people, it, and, and it's far and few between that. It's usually the woman who is the non-custodial parent. Mm-hmm. So there was always that stigma that always. there's something wrong with her or she must have done something wrong. I mean, I almost got to the point where I was going to start telling people that I just got out of jail because, and not to make fun of anyone who had to serve I know, I know. jail time and didn't get to be with their kids because that freaking sucks, but- well, that was almost easier yeah, than almost trying figured. to explain my situation. Um, yeah. But no, I, I was never treated like I did something honorable by serving my country and having to leave my family behind and doing, doing so to support them for a bigger picture and a bigger vision of ultimately creating this path for my family to survive on and to, and, and to
1: grow on. That no. was never the case. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, am, I recognize it. I don't think I did until recently. I I don't. I think what I thought. I don't know. I don't know if somebody told me this because I've been with Mark for twenty years. We've been married for seventeen. I think either somebody. I think what I gathered. Uh, let's just say because I don't remember what I was told twenty years ago. But I think what I gathered was I didn't. First of all, I didn't know his dad was in the military, or at least, or I, maybe maybe I forgot. What I gathered was you were in the military, active duty. His dad was not. You guys. Had Jordan, you decided to split up, and because you were active duty, and his dad was not. By the way, his dad is just for the listeners. I didn't. I don't think I knew this. Um, You decided he was. You decided he was better off to live with his dad because you didn't want him moving around. So I thought, wow, what a selfless decision for her to like do this. I'm like, I can't really relate with that. I don't know how I would do that, but I had it completely wrong, which. And it sounds Unless like in don't. most of our cases, we all have this situation completely wrong. And for 20 years, that's I just figured that's what was the, the decision was based on that. Um, so so I, I think I recognize like what a huge sacrifice that was. But it is, um, it, in the end, you chose to serve our country okay. over, and I just want to thank you. I don't I don't know thank how that so means. I don't know. And I know a lot of our listeners are, are going to feel the same way. Um, thank you for what it's worth um okay so with the system the way it's set up uh it's basically impossible for you to be given custody of your son um i mean he's 21 now but back then you attempted to change the custodianship um and the custody in four different states as we talked about and you were denied each time and you were basically told just to clarify that unless he had like a dui or your son was somehow in danger there were bruises or evidence that he was suffering from abuse or neglect Okay. Yes. Um, We're going to fast forward to what happened um, when your son turned 18. He not only moved out from his dad's home at 18, but he actually moved closer to you. How is your relationship with him today?
0: So part of the reason why I can sit here and talk to you and tell this story is because it has a happy ending and um, it will continue. Once he turned 18 and... What I like to say is out from under his dad's wing, but I guess we're all out from under our parent's yeah. wing. when we turn 18, become adults. Um, he did decide to move closer to where I was. Now, I don't take 100 percent credit for that because his team that he was working with at the time was moving to the area, and uh, he wanted to work closely with his team. So mm-hmm. I won't take all the credit for that, um, but I don't believe in coincidence that mm-hmm. after almost two decades apart, he chose to move somewhere closer to where I was. I don't, I don't think that's 100% coincidence. I know that's the universe working. <laughs> um, but from the time he graduated high school, he was calling me every day. We're video chatting every day. And it still continues. And now he's 21. And um, we have a great adult relationship. And um, I still continue to support him and call him and mail him stuff when he needs it and visit him. Um, I still see him regularly,
1: whether it's by air flight or car. And uh, did you do you feel like over the time? In the beginning, you were you, you were away for a year. You came back, and initially he was kind of um, unsure when he was he was two. But how did that? Were you able to establish what you would consider? A close, as close of a bond as you could, given the circumstances, to where now that really ended up paying off at yes. 18. And he was yes, okay. a thousand percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: And everything I did during those 17 years apart is what led to our successful adult relationship now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for parents out there, again, whether you're in the same zip code or not. The, relationship, the way you treat your kids during the time that they're growing up is going to establish your adult relationship later, whether that's good or bad, whether that's 100%. good or bad. Yeah. And all the effort I put in, all the positivity I put in, all of the trips, all of the driving back and forth, all of the phone calls, all of the texts, all of the me trying to show up is what resulted in what we have today, mm-hmm. which is an awesome relationship. He calls me all the time. He comes to me for advice. I mean, if he asks me anything, I'm just floored and honored that, oh, I'm the one who didn't raise him and he's asking me a question as opposed to going back to that person who supposedly you know, was there the whole time, most of the time, I should say. Um, so I'm absolutely floored and honored anytime he asks me a question or, or if I have a suggestion or what, he, what I think he should do. About anything, I am absolutely honored and floored, as any parent should be. Um, if they don't run, if they don't bolt for the border and run away from you when they turn eighteen, you should be honored that they turn around and want to spend any time with you, and you should be proud of yourself for whatever you did over the last eighteen years, in front of or not in front of that child, because what you did during that time is going to determine your relationship, your adult relationship with that child. Yeah. And looking back, thinking about your parents and how they treated you growing up, and how your relationship is now. Like, it's a direct reflection. Yeah. Direct reflection.
1: Yeah. That's so so I know sense.
0: now. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. As a matter of fact, when he was getting ready to turn 18, I was horrified in the months leading up to his nervous. birthday. I was so nervous because I'm like, oh, my God. What is going to happen when he turns 18? Number one, part of me is celebrating no more child support. <laughs> Number- and you're not under the control of – Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have to go through his yeah, dad freedom. anymore. Yeah, I can just have a relationship with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. Don't have to ask his dad anymore. Huge, huge. people huge. have no idea how huge, huge a, a milestone that is for any non-custodial parent when that kid turns eighteen, knowing you have complete access to that person without having to ask someone else first. And so I was actually horrified in the months going up to his birthday because I'm like, "What is he going to do? What is he going to do? What is he going to do? do?" I mean. What does what, 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 what he uh, do in that situation? Is he going like, to leave the country and be like, F you guys? Is he going to be like, um, great, now I can go do my thing, and oh, I hate you, and oh, I hate you. And, or like, what is he going to do? He would still want to see me, when he's not court-ordered yeah. to see so me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have summer with mommy anymore. Right. When will I see him? What will he do? And did I do enough? Mm-hmm. Did I do enough? Did I spend enough time? trying to see him, did I do enough? We always ask ourselves that as parents, right? Am I doing enough? But now's the point where he gets to walk away from this situation. Did I do enough? And for him to be calling me every day and texting me every day is the biggest confirmation I could ever imagine of, yes,
1: I did enough. I can't think of... I know a lot of a, I know a lot of divorced kids that are either grown or teenagers, you know, they're everywhere. And I can't think of very many where the reverse happens in the way it happened with you, where they really are more um they really move more towards the the non-custodial parent after they turn 18 and they're more prone to um seek out advice and guidance I I can't think of any and I the whole time you've been talking I've been you know going through and you know with 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 my son it's 50-50 and it's always pretty much been 50-50 from the time Mark and I I think got married um and so it's always been pretty equal kind of depending on what the subject was Um, But a a lot of arrangements aren't 50-50. A lot of them are every other weekend or or, or like yours. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very unique. Very unique. You should be very proud.
0: Thank you so much. Um, The the main point here that I can pass on to any listeners is to aim to have a healthy co-parenting relationship. It's not always easy. It's not always welcome. But not having a healthy co-parenting relationship – Will screw up your kids, and they will end up being my clients because I do coaching one-on-one and group coaching. And a lot of my clients, when we're talking about how to fix their business, would you believe, once we start peeling back the layers, it goes back to their situation growing up with their parents. Yeah, a parent wasn't around, or it didn't love them enough, or whatever it is. So, I was
1: actually going to ask you about that. I I think we kind of skipped over that. With um, was there a uh, understanding? About how you would speak about the other parent, like okay, you don't trash me, I don't trash you, kind of thing. Like we kind of had that in ours with ours. Was there that with your guys's? So I'd like to point out that that was a
0: healthy co-parenting step that you guys took. Yeah. Was was saying to each other, okay, let's not trash each other um, over the years or
1: whatever. Yeah, let's not fight in front of him. Like it was very, and we yeah, that's awesome. Yeah which is hard when you're pissed, you know, we eventually years went by and we began to becoming friends and it's all fine now. And it's been for a long time, but in the beginning it is, it is difficult. It is difficult. How did you navigate
0: that? I should ask you how you managed to create a healthy co-parenting situation because most people don't have
1: that. Um, I think that my parents had it for me. My parents split up when I was very young, like three years old. So I don't have any memory of my dad being in the home. Um, Same as my Jordan and your Jordan. Um, so my 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 parents always got along. We spent the holidays together. My mom, my dad was married a few different times. My mom always got along with the with the um, my stepmothers. Um, they always liked my, my mom. is a very likable person, so it's hard not to like her. So she that was my role. I didn't know anything else. And so when 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 uh, Jordan's dad and I split up, we actually had the conversation, and I didn't I didn't ask for the divorce. Actually, blindsided me, but he said. But I, 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 would like us to be able to co-parent civilly, like your parents did with you. Oh, and I said, okay, amazing. yes. <laughs> but um, you know, that's before it gets. You know, there's also a lot of ugliness that ends up happening. There's other people that come in the picture, and you know, he, his next wife, because he was married three times. The middle one was, well, we won't go into it. Um, I'll do this on my podcast when they when they interview me. But um, but it, it was extremely difficult. And then you get money involved, and it gets ugly. And at that point in time, I had I had two choices. I could. Um Abandon our original agreement and go and really fight to the nail and hire a lawyer and go to court and and because there were so many things that really upset me that were a lot of times motivated by outside um, influences. or I could do what I knew was best for him for Jordan. and I always chose my son. And that's what I and, and, and honestly for the listeners, you feel like you're getting railroaded by your ex. I know it can feel that way. But trust me, and you'll hear this when I interview Jordan, choosing your kid every time will come back tenfold on the back end because they will see it. They will see it. They will go, oh, I see how you handled Point it
0: out. They will see it all by themselves.
1: And guess what? You're a better example to the other parent because the more I um, did not um, nitpick every little thing that I could have, and believe me, I could have. Um I don't mean to paint him in a bad light at all but there was like little things like you know not showing up on time or weird stuff that was in inconvenience for me for whatever reason. Um early on um me not doing that led to actually him giving me a lot of grace in return. So it was like you're really setting the example hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully depending on who you're co-parenting with. That was the case for us. So um my advice is always choose your child. So with you How did that look for you guys? Did you feel like you guys did that? I don't feel like
0: we ever had the conversation. I felt like it should just be a mutual understanding that you don't bash the other parent. True. And that's not what happened over the years. But um, we never really sat down and had that conversation. And we just didn't have – like you actually had a divorced parent example in your life of your mom. And um, I don't know. We just didn't have that example on either side. And we just were winging it. Yeah, we were just I winging it, and I, I honestly felt like it should just be a mutual understanding, not to bash the other parent. The common, common sense. But the the result of where we are today is a direct reflection of what went on during that time. Okay. And just for the listeners who may be confused, we each have a son named Jordan who yeah. are oh, twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your host
1: has a son named Jordan who's twenty one, and yeah. I also have a son named Jordan who's twenty one. So funny because I was talking to my son before this, and I was telling you know he he knows all of this. I, I mean, he's been told over the years, but he was, he was like, like so Jamana and Mark were two, born two weeks apart and their moms are cousins? And I said, yeah. And he goes, and then- moms are sisters. I mean, <laughs> excuse me, sisters. So you guys are cousins? I said, yeah. And he said, and so, and then the cousins each have a son. Well, I'm Mark's stepson, Jordan. She, and I, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Anyways, the point is, is that yes, we both have 21-year-olds named Jordan and they're only a month apart. Um, so, and they've never met.
0: They've never met. Someday. And we're so proud of both of them. And okay. they each have their own story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. oh, I'd love to interview yours, your Jordan, sometime. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I would love a, to hear his side of all of this. Yeah, because right? I actually I did a podcast episode with Jordan on this topic, um, with my Jordan. Um so interesting to
0: hear his responses.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. And he actually is happy that things happen the way they happen because he feels like he was able to really live in two different homes. Um and two I mean, very different. I mean, his dad and I are very I'm mean, completely different uh, Style of parenting and everything, and um, and take the best from each, Mm. which I think that he is the better, the best of each of us. Um, smart guy. Oh, another thing, too, I should point out is the step parents a lot of times are the make it or break it. Like, I feel like Carolyn, who's Jordan's stepmom, and she's been his life since he was four, and then Mark, who's been his life since he was one, um, they are, are. they're the biggest peacemakers. Like they do not allow conflict. And so if I have to I communicated a lot through Carolyn and then Mark would or ever communicate through Mark. So it was like this cross communication. And then over time we made friendships, you know, cross friendships. So um so I be, I believe the step parents have a big opportunity to actually be the hero in the story if they if they so choose. And if everyone um, allows for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, Jordan
0: had a similar response to your Jordan where he he was featured on a podcast himself and he mentioned that he is very grateful for his uh, childhood situation and how it all turned out because he says that it has all the moves, the military moves um, that he had to do with his dad and with me. Made him very adaptable that he can just live anywhere and just plug right in, no yep. issues. Um, also, he's been flying solo since he was very young. So he loves to travel. And that's um, he's a confident traveler. He's a confident yeah. traveler. And that's because I've had to fly him back and forth from an early age um, where most people that are living in the same home together, they may not be flying their babies somewhere, right? Um, no, I'm not even a comfortable traveler. So yeah. <laughs> so he has mentioned some positive things that have come out of this situation. And he definitely is able to see the silver lining and he feels more well-rounded because his dad had such a different household than my household. And we were in such different places throughout the time um, with relationships and just with our parenting styles being so different, as you mentioned. And, and, And Jordan, my son, has mentioned that He's been able to pull the good from each side as well and the positive things from each side to kind of
1: create where he is today. Yeah. I definitely think there's an adaptability that comes with um, being in a um, custody arrangement where you're split. I mean, there you, you learn to be adaptable in, in different environments, whether or not that's a, a super positive thing or not. It, seems they, they, it sounds like to me that they're both taking um, the best they can from the situation, Absolutely. which is a choice, you yeah. know? Um and I think that adaptability is a superpower because yes. without it, you're going to get stuck in life. Yeah, yeah like I think about um, my daughter, who's um, Mark. Mark and you know, I'm not telling you. you no, know, but for the listeners, my daughter's 15. She's lived in a super healthy, happy, peaceful home for. An- 15 years and she's like in a little bubble and i am like you poor little thing you're just gonna get we just we have to like rough you up somehow like i don't know how we're gonna do this but um you know where jordan was by 15 he was like i wouldn't say worldly but he was like he knew he was. He had a street smarts about him. You know what I'm saying? Or she's my old soul, though. Or she has like a, a a lot of people smarts. But it is funny the difference of her at 15 and him at 15 because of their just their experiences. So, yeah, there is good to be taken from from this experience. Um, okay. I want to tell the listeners a little bit about what you're up to now, actually. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is the two children's books you've written, one entitled Weekend Warrior. This is just amazing. Like, Talk about taking the best from a situation. Okay. So one entitled Weekend Warrior. Can you tell us about why you decided to write these children's books? Yes.
0: So what I decided to do was I wanted to show a positive. I wanted to show that it doesn't have to be ugly. It doesn't have to be nasty. Just because your parents live in separate homes and you have to go back and forth, it doesn't have to be ugly. And so I wanted to find a way to show people that on paper and and through a book and through writing a book. And so I was struggling with what type of book to write. And I thought the easiest thing to do would be to write a children's book. That way I don't have to go into too much detail and background. It could be fun. It could be colorful. It could be playful. Um, So I wrote two children's books, and they're both titled Weekend Warrior. The first one is Going to Visit My Mom. And the second book, uh, which was just released, is Going to Visit My Dad. Mm -hmm. And the first book is about a little boy who goes to his mom's for the summer, obviously a reflection of my experience. And he, just in short, he's all excited. He's packing the stuff. He, go, dad brings him to the airport. He gets on an airplane. It's super fun on the airplane. He goes to mom's. They do all this fun stuff together over the summer. And then he gets back on the airplane. Mom's waving with a tear and he gets back to dad's all excited, tells him about all the stuff he did this summer and um, starts getting ready for school that's about to begin. Mm -hmm. and that it was as simple as that dad was like did you have a fun summer son was like i had a great time we did this this and this okay get inside let's start getting ready for school you're going to be starting school and it's just to show that it doesn't have to be ugly it doesn't have to be painful you can enjoy your time with this parent go over here and enjoy your time Mm -hmm. and then come back Mm -hmm. and that's okay Mm -hmm. and it's okay if your parents don't live together and it's okay if they didn't when you were growing up Mm -hmm. and i want i wanted to show that the other parents aren't bashing each other, right? It's not 20 questions when they get to the other parent's house. It's not, oh, who are they dating now? You know, it's not putting all this stuff on adult crap on the kids that they don't need on their shoulders. It's just about doing okay every year, going to visit this one and having fun and then going right back and that that's okay. Like setting the example of how this situation yes, should be. Yes, showing that it doesn't have to be ugly. I wanted to put the purpose of this book series, children's book series, is to um, just shine some positivity on a really tough situation. Um, and the second book, which is Going to Visit My Dad, is about a little girl who goes to her dad's for the weekend. And mm-hmm. that is also gathered from my experience. With my husband now, mm-hmm. who has a daughter, she is my stepdaughter, and we have to, I'm going through this all over again yeah. with her because she lives with her mom full time and comes to us on the weekends or summer vacation, same schedule like I had with my son because her mom lives far, her far mom lives far, and her dad is the non custodial parent as I was, yeah, and so I'm kind of going through this all over again, but. I've been there, done that. So I can help guide him. I can help guide her. Mm-hmm. I, and the second book is showing a little girl going to her dad's for the weekend, which is more typical, more typically seen and more typically heard of. And it just shows her going to dad's, having a good time, coming back on Sunday night and telling her mom she had a great weekend and then getting ready for school the next day.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, and... I, mean, I would like to put a link actually for the books in the, in the show notes. Are Is it? Thank so you. So it's weekend warrior. both
0: available on Amazon and I'll definitely What's share that with you. What's uh, the second one? The second one is going to visit my dad.
1: Going to visit my dad. Okay. And, and then going to visit my mom. And it's by uh, author Jamana Rafi, Yes. Right? All right. Weekend warrior. Um, got it. are both available on Amazon. On Amazon. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for the listeners. Um, Thank you okay. so much. It's been really fun sharing the book and I've also shared them
0: at oh. my kids' schools. And, um, with local libraries and, yeah, and on military bases because yeah. of all the family separation there, what a great idea of so, so, being able to go and speak using the book, um, about co-parenting and just being positive and having a good experience at both parents' houses and talk to kids. It's
1: so needed. Um, Okay. Yeah. Thank I'm thinking you. about it. a lot of people I might actually want to gift this book to. <laughs> All, right, All right. So you are the owner and founder of Juju Ruffy Coaching, where, where you are a mindset expert and a personal development coach. You conduct uh, both one-on-one and group coaching sessions for businesses. You're also a yoga teacher and you have an online women's empowerment community for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Um, excuse me, small business owners called Empowered Boss Babe, which I now belong to as well. Um, So much of who you are and what you do centers around mindset. So what was the motivation? um, And we're getting ready to close out. um, What was the motivation to get into this line of work specifically?
0: Well, I guess you could... Stem it all the way back to what I had to go through when I was deployed and my son was a baby. Like I had to get myself in the right mindset. And I know that's very difficult for a lot of people to do, especially when you're in the moment and you're in the situation, you can't just easily pull yourself out. Right. Yeah. So. Everything that I have done after that is about um, helping people get in the right mindset because if they can't do it themselves, they need that support from somewhere. So I'm providing tools like the children's book, like the online community, like through my coaching, like through my yoga class, where I can help get other people in a better mindset, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually.
1: Basically, taking all the lessons you have learned throughout your life and all these experiences and channeling them into a business work and help other like your yeah you're passing your, um, your, what what do, they, what do they say? You're paying it forward. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. Talk about making, um, lemons into lemonade. Um, okay. So as we close, I want to first thank you for Giving myself and the listeners this opportunity to hear your story. Uh, I, I feel like there is so much more that can be taken away from it after listening, I think, for myself and for everybody. For one, this just proves that a lot of times we really don't know what we don't know because for 20 years, I didn't know the full story. It really highlights the importance of not judging a situation based on what limited information we have. I also think that the difference between how we support a single dad serving our country versus how we support a single mom who's making the same sacrifice. It it could not be more opposite. This is just so blatantly obvious and highlighted in this. And I don't know how I didn't think of it sooner, Um, how opposite it is. I think that It's just, it's an interesting point to consider. Um, Lastly, before I let you go, I I need to congratulate you and let the listeners know. I need to congratulate you on your beautiful family that now also includes your husband, Morton, and your beautiful daughter, Camelia, who is now three years old. So yes, she is a mom (laughs) to a three-year-old little girl. She's so blessed to have you as her mom. And I know you feel the same way about her. Um, Congratulations. Your family is absolutely beautiful. And it's clear Jordan is very proud. Um, older brother. And I know she's got an older sister on Morton's. It's Morton's daughter and your stepdaughter. Um, So congratulations. And uh, with that, I want to also thank our listeners. Thanks you guys so much for joining us, everyone. And we will see you guys back here next week. Bye.
0: That's all for this episode of Humanity Unlocked. Do you have a personal story to share with us? We're all ears. Visit humanityunlockedpodcast.com and send us an inquiry. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe to hear weekly episodes of our show.